and welcome to The Ordinary Knitter, the knitting podcast that's mostly about the projects. Find it on iTunes and now Acast through your podcast app or subscribe via the feed link on the website. My name is Heather. You can find me on Instagram at The Ordinary Knitter, on Twitter as at The Ord Knitter and on Ravelry at Ordinary Knitting. back again so soon. (laughs) I've had a very up and down knitting week but I've learnt a few things from it. I've finished a project, delved deep into my needle collection and found myself researching cast-ons. So let's get to it. I was talking last week about the hats I'm planning to make for a friend who's having chemo. Since last Friday I've finished Sarah K Hartman's lace beret and handed it over. I kept meaning to take photos in daylight but I kept forgetting so in the end I just stuck it on my spare head and took some photos in the evening. I haven't blocked it because it felt good as it was. It was firm because I used two strands of five ply instead of one of Aaron. It sort of had a little bit of extra structure to it so it held its shape and it generally presented itself well. So I just decided to let well alone. I wrapped it up and I labelled it and in it went to the parcel. The next hat I wanted to get on with was Schneckenstrick's striped cashmere beanie. This uses two needle sizes, a larger one for the cast on and the first three rounds and then a smaller one for the rest of the hat. Now I'm slightly doing things out of order. I have since I did that I've since learnt that apart from the fact that you might want that larger stitch size on the what you might think of as the band although it's not got a welt Um, because it's going around the the largest part of your head so you're using the bigger needle to get a bigger stitch to give you a little bit of extra room but because the hat is knitted in well the patterns calls for all cashmere well you know (laughs) but that's a nice idea I've using a part cashmere cashmere mix Um, it also apparently helps the stockinette not to roll quite so much you still get that effect of the edge of the stockinette rolling a wee bit which I particularly like but apparently cashmere is not prone to it as other fibres and with the larger stitch as well apparently that's what all that's aimed for so now we know. So I knew I should swatch because I don't want to waste a cashmere mix yarn I don't want the hat to be ridiculously big. By the way, I realised after last week's pod that um, on the slip stitch beret where I was talking about it being a a bit big, I just need to go down a needle size, don't I? Oh, it's a bit big on the brim. I mean, it's such an obvious thing to do. And obviously, I hadn't swatched, so I don't know if the gauge is right, but, you know, the fact that it's slipping down over my eye should be a bit of a clue. But I sort of, after I'd recorded, I sort of thought, oh, that was so obvious. But anyway, there we go. So this uh, striped cashmere beanie calls for two needle sizes and I was going to swatch but I didn't know which size needle to use for the swatch. Gauge swatches don't always tell you the needle size to use for the swatch if more than one is required but it might tell you that the swatch is in stocking stitch or garter stitch which can make the difference if the pattern has a distinct stocking or garter stitch section plus a ribbed brim or a decorative section and if needle sizes are stipulated for those 
that can make it clear. But that doesn't apply in this case. So I looked on the comments section of the pattern. I've mentioned this before, but it bears repeating. If you're newish to Ravelry or you've just not noticed this feature before, a pattern page will usually have a comments tab. And in there, you might find an answer to a question you have. Not always. Often it's it's just other knitters commenting how much they like the pattern. But sometimes it can be just what you need to solve a problem but no one else had asked this question, which you know, obviously instantly made me feel like a, a complete idiot, as clearly it was obvious to everybody else, but I have no pride in these situations. So I started a thread in the techniques section of the forums. Again, if you're not familiar with the Ravelry forums, they break down into broad categories, which can be really useful. And within a few minutes, the general consensus was that I should swatch in the smaller needles as those are what's used for the vast majority of the hat. I had wondered if there was a standard protocol in these situations or whether I was just missing something, but it seems that the information simply wasn't there. In fact, since I put the request up, I've had a reply to my comment uh, from the designer very pleasantly just saying, yes, use the smaller needles because that's what you use for the bulk of the hat and also swatch in the round. So I now have complete swatching instructions. Now, because I expected it to be aged before anybody replied to my question. I, I was having one of those evenings where I actually wanted to achieve something and make some progress. Uh, I started preparing to cast on for the next hat uh, off the rank, which is the Horizon Highlights Beanie. That's a drops pattern. All of these patterns are free Ravelry downloads. Now, I had a really fun evening with that the other night. Again, I wanted to swatch. And again, the pattern has two needle sizes. Again, no needle size was given for the swatch. But this is one of those patterns where it's much easier to take a punt. The small needles are for the rib, that's a standard sort of thing. The larger for a big expanse of stocking stitch. The swatch was for garter stitch, but I made the executive decision that that applies to the larger needles. It's arguable, but I felt it was more likely. So I swatched with the three millimeter needles and that piece came out too small. So I switched up to three and a half millimeter needles and decided to be very lazy and not swatched. So I cast on 122 stitches and when I'd finished realized with a blinding flash that I had of course cast on with the wrong size needles because I'd gone up a size for the swatch and then cast on with them and of course you cast on with the smaller needles because you start with the rib. So I had a sense of humour failure at that point and gave up for the evening. <laughs> this was uh, a, f a few nights ago. Uh, on Tuesday evening I revisited the scene and went to cast on with the right needles. I faced a dilemma and I've had it before in this situation. If I'm going up or down a size on the main hat, up or down a size of needle, should I also go up or down a size in relation to that on the rib? Now, logic would argue yes, but yarn doesn't necessarily work logically and rib is different from stocking stitch. So I decided to stick with what the pattern stipulated, which 
in theory, if it was the same principle as the main body of the hat, would mean that the rib came out a little smaller than intended. But in my experience, rib is pretty forgiving, even if it is technically a wee bit of a stretch at first. And also in my experience, knitted, you know, hand knitted rib doesn't ping back in the same way as a piece of elastic. So it'll stay once you've worn it once or twice and it's become a little stretched, it's going to remain that slightly bigger. So I decided to stick with what the pattern stipulated. My friend is very petite anyway, so small is fine. So I went to find my 2.5 millimetre needles and looked and looked. I went through every single pair of needles that could conceivably have been that small, including my collection of horrible old plastic coated metal needles that I picked up for a song when I first started knitting seriously. In the end, I found one 2.5 millimetre needle. <laughs> this hat is knitted flat and seamed, uh, so straight needles would have done, even though I don't like using them these days. I automatically go to use circulars for everything, flat or round, as I find them so light and I like the short length of the actual needles. Not as short as short tips, but they're much shorter than a standard knitting needle. So in the end, I had to accept that I didn't have a pair of 2.5 millimetre needles. I say in the end, I mean, I must have spent an hour turning out bags and boxes and at least two rooms. Uh, so when I began using circulars, I bought a few bamboo sets on eBay in the very small sizes, like two and a half millimetre, three millimetre. But I found that sooner or later I managed to snap them, especially if I was doing anything involving cable, because I find there's always an element of wrestling involved with cable and thin bamboo just isn't up to it. So I had another dilemma, buy needles and spend yet more money or what really? Having bought the yarn, I decided I was in for a penny, in for a pound, and I went to eBay. I don't always buy from eBay, but I found myself there this time. I banged in my criteria and was magnetically drawn to the Knit Pro Zings that came up in the results. I've always fancied Knit Pro Zings. This is a fixed circular at 80 centimetres, which sounds insanely long um, for average projects, but I, 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 don't, I just don't find it's a problem, especially because I'm using Magic Loop, so it's, it's kind of neither here nor there. You need enough for slack. Uh, it arrived this morning. Uh, they, the actual needles are very fine and red with little steel tips. It's a thing of beauty. I put a picture on my Instagram page, a, a very bad, slightly out of focus picture. Well, the actual tips are in focus, but I don't quite know what I managed to do. But anyway, it looks pretty robust. And unfortunately, now I know how lovely these are, uh, I'm looking askance at my symphony set. It's like that meme that's been everywhere of the lad holding hands with his girlfriend <laughs> while checking out the other girl. <laughs> So that left me with what is variously known as Race for Life 2009 Easy Cap, Race for Life 2009 Chemo Cap, or Alex Beret, depending on whether you look at the PDF itself, the file name, or the Ravelry page name. I'm going to call it the Chemo Cap, as it's that sort of style. Now this has my kind of gauge swatch instructions. Five stitches over six rows. <laughs> There's also only one size of needle involved. The swatch worked out perfectly with the suggested needle size, a five millimeter, which I have as part of my original Knit Pro Symphony set. So I cast on. Amazingly, I joined to knit in the round without twisting my stitches. So maybe I've exorcised that demon. With the lacy edge, it really wasn't too clear at first whether or not I had twisted them, and at one point I really thought I had, but I decided to keep going for a few more rounds just to be clear, and I'm very glad I did, as it all turned out to be okay. 
As I've mentioned before, I'm not keen on casting on and then going straight into a pattern round, as I always find cast on edges a bit wibbly. And if you if you like, uh, not a good canvas to paint on when you're trying to see how a decorative edge is going to work out. But there is no choice with this pattern. It's just you have to. Uh, the lace scheme is very similar to that for the lace beret. So I flew through those rounds. No need to look up yarn overs this time. And now I just need to keep going for uh, a little tiny bit. I'm I'm really there, almost there, but the edge is looking less flat than I would like at the moment. So uh, I originally thought, oh yes, I'm definitely going to have to block it. But to be quite honest, I'm really thinking that I didn't choose the best cast on and I'm, I'm pretty certain. Um, so I think this whole project might have to be revisited. I wanted there to be some give in the hat because that's, you know, what you think of with a hat. But of course, these caps are a bit different. They're not like a beanie that has a rib that clings to your head. These, I, th I think of these as, um, you imagine a fairy with a little um, bluebell a bell on their head and I think of these caps a little bit like that they sort of just sit on your head rather than clinging so actually you don't really need that give in the same way um, but because I was sort of thinking hat um, I used the backwards loop cast on and I, I'm really not sure why quite when well, I stopped to think about it um, and as I've gone through the decrease rounds on the crown, I've noticed there's some laddering. So I'm pretty sure, I, I can't imagine what would happen to change my mind on this. I think this project is going to have to be ripped out and started again from the doing the right cast on the, all the way up. The pattern tells you to switch to DPNs as you get to the very small rounds on the crown, but I can be quite stubborn with Magic Loop and I'll keep going with it. However, as somebody commented on one of my Instagram posts a while ago, some yarns seem to be more prone to laddering than others and perhaps a 100% cotton with no give in it is more likely to ladder. So I have found, I've fished out uh, from one of my pots a set of 5mm bamboo DPNs from years ago, nice and short, they're about 4 inches long each. So when I redo this project I will switch to the DPNs because I think it's going to help. Uh, I'm going to finish this project as I'm so close now. I'm literally about four rounds from finishing it and I want to see how the finished size comes out so that when I redo it, I'm either happy with the five millimeter or I might decide to go down a size. So I probably sound like a glutton for punishment finishing a project in the full knowledge that I'm going to be pulling it out. But I'm so close now that I'm just curious to see the finished article and make a judgment before I unravel it all. I think part of the reason why this hat went wrong is that I was thinking about it as a hat when I should have been thinking of it as a lace project. I've since googled cast-ons for lace and I was surprised that there wasn't a, a very clear and obvious list of the most popular ones that came up again and again in the top few results. I went to watch a Derrimore's video which showed me what I think of as a, the most basic of cast-ons. It's the first one I ever learned, my mother taught me, using two needles. That cast-on is created by going as if to knit but instead of pushing the new loop off your left hand needle it goes back onto it and you just repeat for as many as you need. 
it's not at all stretchy. There is no give whatsoever. So it's something that I avoid for the socks, jumpers and cowls that I tend to make. In all of those things, you need that bit of stretch. Uh, for socks, I use Judy's Magic Cast On, which creates the toe as you go along. I find the backwards cast on fairly stretchy so that's what I normally use for garments unless anything else is stipulated or unless it's obvious that something else is going to be better when I think about it. But I have also used variously the Chinese waitress cast on, the cable cast on and the long tail cast on. I find the long tail cast on a, a bit of a pain just because I'm bad at it because although I know how you should estimate the amount of yarn you'll need, I know what to do, I can follow the instructions but somehow it never quite works for me and I always end up with either two inches or two foot of yarn left over, precision and accuracy really not being my forte. So all of this is to say, if a pattern doesn't stipulate a cast on and it's not the sort of item you're familiar with knitting, do a bit of homework. When you consider how many different types of thing a lace pattern can be applied to, off the top of my head, socks, gloves, scarves, uh, I made a sort of like dressing table fancy mat as a thank you to a relative and I went to stay with her a while ago. I mean, absolutely anything can have a lace element to it. So depending on whether or not that's significant to the shape of the garment or whether it's very close to your cast on or your bind off or whatever, it's worth doing that little bit of research so that you don't spend three evenings and a karate lesson knitting an item that you end up being sure you're going to have to rip out simply because you chose a bum cast on for it. I'm not really looking forward to pulling the hat out and restarting it simply because I'm sure it's a fluke that I've managed to join to knit in the round twice uh, without twisting. But anyway, I have two more colours to make two more chemo caps. So I'll have a, another stab with the cherry and if I'm happy with that, then I'll just do the same for the other colours. Although not all the yarns are from the same house, they're all 100% cotton and they, they look and feel pretty similar while they're wound in their skeins. So I'm taking uh, the, making the assumption that they're going to behave similarly. I was talking earlier about turning the house upside down, looking for 2.5mm needles. And this in turn led to a clear out and tidy up of one of the three or four knitting bags I have on the go. Uh, not, I, It wasn't a clear out and a tidy up because I'm super tidy, but because I was just getting so frustrated with not being able to find needles that I'm sure I have. I thought, you know, they must be in the bottom of a bag. I've stuffed them in as I've run out of the house for knit and natter or something, not used them and never mind back through that bag to find them. I have at least one, if not two pairs of Knit Pro Nova Cubics in standard lengths, I think maybe a four and a half or a five millimetre or a four and a four and a half, as well as two pairs of short tips. Now I've got the short tips in my interchangeables bag, but I can't find either pair of standard ones and I'm really gutted about it. I've asked my mum and she doesn't have them. My daughter's sure she doesn't have them. She wouldn't touch a knitting needle with a barge pole if there was a crochet hook to be had anyway, but she's had her moments. Before she discovered the glory that is crochet, she did deign to have a bit of a go at knitting. And there's really no one else that would ask to borrow needles from me because I'm far more wedded to Magic Loop than anyone else that I know, and circular and so on. So I am a bit lost with it all and peeved that my beloved needles are mislaid. I love my Knit Pro Nova Cubics. So I'm, I'm really thrown. Uh, I'm not so keen on the short tips as I find they make my hands more likely to get uncomfortable, which I really don't need. 
and that one 2.5 millimeter needle what that's all what's that all about where's the other one what happens to needles sets such as the Nipro Symphony and the Novas and all the other companies that make interchangeable sets are things that we build up with love and care over the years and even if you don't like circulars there are types of needles that you will like there'll be things you gravitate towards and you build up that collection and you, you're fairly sure in your head what you've got more or less and, and you like it and you enjoy using it so we tend to be careful with them so though my knitting can become rather spread out between bags and baskets as I have bright ideas and flashes of inspiration and would rather take a smaller bag to this or lug out a load of stuff to something else to cover my options, it is essentially contained chaos and it's unusual for me to lose something completely. I know I have the symphony alternatives to the Nova Cubics in the sizes that I've lost but it's like wearing your Crocs when you know you have Labutins somewhere. We had Knit and Natter this week, it's a fortnightly thing, and conversation turned to socks. As it so often does when a group of knitters gets together, socks. Margaret's been knitting a fabulously cosy pair of boot socks in what I think of as a traditional way, cuffed down on several double-pointed needles. Helen, on the other hand, is wanting to get to grips with Toe Up and Judy's Magic Cast On for socks on circulars, so I've been helping her with that over the last few weeks, as that's my preferred way too. Louise is convinced that she can't knit socks because she had a go and it didn't work out, but then she threw me by suggesting that we have a session on it next year. I thought it was like, oh, so I can't do socks, no, forget it, you're not getting me to do socks, but obviously she wants to have a stab, so um, I'm very happy to, to do a, I say a class, I mean, who am I to teach anyone? But I'm happy to share what I've learned by trial and error over the last few years. Margaret's also very happy to do that. So each of us is going to teach how to knit socks our preferred way, as our two methods are completely different in every respect. So I'm really looking forward to this, as I'm keen to smash the myth that socks are really hard to do. If I can do them, anyone can. And I think, as with so many things, not just knitting, you know, cooking, uh, exercise, art. There are so many different permutations, so many different ways to go about achieving the same end. And it's um, studying is another one that comes to mind. And it's just about finding the way that works for, for you as an individual. So if someone actually has a desire to knit socks, but way A hasn't worked for them, you know, try B, C and D and even E until um, you find what works for you. I think that is me for now. The hat odyssey continues, so next week I'll report back on version 2 of the chemo cap, or whatever it's called, and I hope to have started one of the others too. So, bye for now.